Why, hello there. Welcome to Outside Perspective with me, Adam Meredith. I don't know why I uh, started that way, but on this episode, I have uh, Jake Coleman. Jacob, the young sir, is actually my cousin. Um, love the guy, uh, one of my best friends. So this is also actually a re-record. So I don't know, I fucked up. We were uh, we actually recorded a really great pod, uh, podcast, and I must have not recorded it, or I don't know what the case was. I could have swore I saw all the time rolling, and we had it going. But either way, so we got it again, which is cool. Um, it was a little bit of a rushed podcast. Um, I tried to force a little bit deeper conversation towards the end there, and uh, – You'll see in the video. So, oh, I am adding video to this. It won't have this intro portion on it, but I'm adding video now. So we're taking steps forward. We're trying to make shit better. Um, my head's cut out of this particular one, but hey, whatever. Uh, so you'll see there's kind of a lot of activity going around. Uh, we were at a recording studio, and he um, had two hours scheduled and we were kind of cutting into that time, so I could tell his mind was just off. So I'll have it back on the podcast because we just kind of get into some more deep philosophical, um, I don't know, wooey uh, universe type shit. So I really enjoy those conversations. So we'll have him back on, but this uh, we really enjoyed it as always. So I think you will too. So uh, oh, before I go, remember if you like the podcast. Uh, if you don't, how about you just help him, help him, help me out? Do, do me a favor, um, like it, share it, give me a five star review, subscribe, um, tell your friends, tell their friends, tell everybody, help us out, help us grow this thing. Uh, I really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Let's go. Jacob Patrick Coleman. You sexy motherfucker. Thank you. I appreciate that. How are you doing, man? I'm pretty good. You're pretty sexy yourself. I mean, it's in the blood. I think it's just a bloodline type of thing. 100%. Like the 13 bloodlines and, you know, all that deep stuff. You what know? are we going to do? It's a blessing and a curse. What can we, though? That's true. And you know what? To tie in, I mean, to start this, man, I remember a long time ago I was told that, like, this is what we have is a blessing and a curse. And I think at this point I'm starting to realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself in trouble? I mean, I don't even think it's like I don't even have to get myself in trouble is the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you can just go somewhere. Like Trouble finds you. Right. Exactly. Like, for instance, like, okay, I'm a DJ. So, like, when I go DJ sometimes, you know, I mean, you know, I'm playing good jams and, you know, people want to dance and, you know, a lot of times I feel like, I mean, I don't drink a lot, you know, but um, I really don't drink anymore. Um, but uh, anyway, but when people do, I feel that some of these people feel like attracted to the DJ. So they're coming up and, you know, I got people rubbing on me and I'm staring at the bar, like finding that person that's just looking at me. I feel like yeah. at this point I've learned to condition myself, you know, and I'm, I'm not sending any bad vibes, but I feel like, as you know, doing what you do, you got to learn to condition yourself and be aware of your surroundings at all times. Yeah, no, it's important just to just to kind of be aware of of what's happening around you for sure. Straight up, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, this is round two. It is. It is. Um, for the folks listening, we we did this what two weeks ago. We recorded. Uh, yeah, it was about yeah, two I weeks. Yeah, I think two weeks ago. Two, two weeks. weeks. I think it was two weeks to the day. Yeah. yeah. So two weeks ago, we tried to do this, and I must just fucked up and I hit record. Um, so we're gonna do this yeah. again. It's a reason for us to see each other. It's again. fucking recording though. I can see we it. We know it is. We so have we have evidence. Yeah. This so is video. This is audio evidence that yeah. it's recording. So we're good. So it is so recording. You guys so uh, we had a great conversation, but mm -hmm. um, 
I want to I want to start there at that night because that was a pretty dope ass night. It I was mean, good. We had a good night. So let's let's just recap for the folks kind of what we did. So I mean we we don't have to like I don't want to talk about necessarily the podcast or anything that I don't want to rehash any of that. That's I mean, fine. We did a lot. I mean, but uh, that night, I mean, what did we do? We I mean we went to the radio station. Yeah, it was kind of a yep. I mean it was just kind of a uh, just a cool milestone or mm-hmm. you know kind of a you know mm-hmm. good marker as far yeah. as. Moving forward, dude. So yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good experience. I mean, it's like whenever I feel like we do things, I mean, we hang out, but we're always doing something that's either productive for us spiritually, physically, or uh, mentally because, like, all right, like, usually when we get together, we're like, all right, let's go on a hike. So we're working on our body. You know, even though we're kicking it, we're working on our body. So, like, when me and you are doing a podcast, like, we're like, all right, let's go hang out and do this. It's like we're – I feel like having that positive progression. So we did our podcast. You know, we talked about some deep things, and we went to the radio station. And then once we went to the radio station, the energy and vibe that we're sending out, you're, you know, we're sending out to, honestly, over 100,000 people. So it's like, you know, that that's something that I really enjoyed. And being able to bring you there it, and, and help other people. Like, a lot of people, and they were just talking about this on WOW, and um, basically people in St. Louis, but not just St. Louis, but people in general don't want to help other people. That's what I'm saying. Let me bring my people. Like, let's go, and let's do our thing, you know. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, uh, I mean, the, the, the people that you spend the most time with and who you associate with, it's important. Your circle mm-hmm. is super important, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. But for the folks that aren't, like, who weren't there, don't know, like, tell them, like, what we did and, and like, everything like that. Like, well, I mean, honestly, it was, what a was the radio station. Oh, yeah, we were on, so what we did, we were on KDHX. So, and I was with Naturally, so it was me, uh, your host, Adam, and, um, Naturally. So what we did after me and Adam had went to the, um, uh, the podcast we had an excursion which i can't leave out the excursion let me tell you guys about excursion so i have these glasses right i'm not prescription i, I can see fine but i wanted to get these frames and i thought i had lost them which i had found yesterday but you found them i found them <laughs> i did find them <laughs> you they wanted the motherfuckers so badly oh, you're man. like dude I, I gotta have these exact yeah, ones the exact frames. so we tried to we went to the gallery i mean adam after this podcast try to find these glasses couldn't find them upset so, you know, I think I bought – did I go to the van store? We went to the van, went store. To the van store. So I had this addiction, guys, with the van store. So I went to the van store, and we bought some stuff. Couldn't find my glasses. That's just a little tip that you guys need to hear because it's exciting. But anyway, at this radio station, KDHX, we showed up. Uh, one of my other good friends who's real tight in the circle. You know, I got a real, real small circle. So Kelvin's one of the people as well. His dad is, you know, guys, the um, – DJ on KDHX, and Kelvin's a very talented, you know, photographer, cool cool guy. He's a graphic designer, videographer, photographer. He does a lot, you know. He really does, and he's, like, grown just as we are. So so we went there, and me, Adam, and Lee uh, met up, and we indulged with, you know, some gentleman activities with them, and then uh, we went upstairs. And once you get upstairs in KDHX, I mean, it's just – what tell me when we first got up there, like – because you didn't know what to expect because you'd never been there. I've been there. But tell me, what was the vibe you got once we first got up there? Well, you know, I've never been to uh, to that particular radio station, but it's not my first time at right. a radio station. Right. Um, it was cool vibes in there for sure, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you walk in, and um, it's well lit, right? Yeah. And then um, the whole wall full, full of CDs, mm-hmm. that takes me back, right? Because, like, growing up, when we grew up, like, um, I remember, like – the first thing I started buying, like, yeah, there were cassettes, but, I, like, CDs kind of just came out yep. whenever I did. when I started getting into, like, buying music. Like, my first CD was fucking, um, it was the Friday soundtrack. Oh, I had that. Oh, man, that was my jam, dude. So, so like, just seeing the CDs, yep. that was super nostalgic, cool. Nostalgic. Uh, yeah, very nostalgic. But, yeah, it was just all good vibes in there, though, when we got into the room. Yeah. Um, 
Kelvin's dad. They have the same name, right? Yeah, They're Kelvin. Kelvin. Yeah, both both Kelvin. Yeah. Shout out to the Kelvins. Yeah, shout out to the Kelvins. They're both just super cool super dudes. Super cool, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just good energy in there, man. It was just super – I was just – I was just glad to be a part of it, um, you know, but it was just cool just to, like, see you put in, like, the work, yeah. you know, on your music. And I then, appreciate that. And then man. now, you know, you're just hustling, you're making connections, yeah. and, and, you know, just one step leads to the next. You know, just one step in front of the other, man, yeah. and eventually you'll get to, to something yeah. that looks like progress, right? Y so, yeah. I mean, that was all cool. Yeah, and I agree, man. And and it's something because, like, you've always been enjoy supportive, man. I feel like, you know, you are one of, like – I haven't had that relate. People don't know the relationship. Like they don't know the interwoven complexities of of our like us. So like you're one of the closest people that in my family period. You know that I don't even see a lot that I'm closest to. So it's like um, being able to involve like not just because we're family, but because we have the same like vision and we have the same like like we got the horse blinders on in the same direction and we're like we get it. We get where we want to go. Yeah. And then it's like. Soon these horses, like, there's, there's a big pack of horses, man. And then, like, me and you are these horses. And then all these horses come, but they have the horse buyers. This horse goes that way. This horse goes that way. But at the end of the day, we're just still at the same path. We're at the same, trying to go to the same destination. And just, I feel it. And I feel like it's a soulful energy. And, like, as we talked about last time that I want to touch base on, this one is balance, man. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing that, honestly, since I've had this realization of balance that no matter what happens that everything is a balance don't ever be don't ever be too happy don't ever be too sad just be just have the balance that if something good happens just know something bad can happen the next sep second if something bad's happening don't don't think that it's the end of your life it's the end of your world like you know just you know that you can bounce back the next moment somebody could come and change your life yeah. so it's having that balance once i realized that i didn't always have that law of balance man and now that I'm just trying to push that, and when something happens, just trying to keep that balance. Life is really like molding itself, yeah. you know what I mean, in a better perspective. But it's always going to be – there's never going to be – it's like yin and yang. There's never going to be no bad. There's always going to be bad, always. Yeah, yeah. So I know you've um, – I don't know what the last, like, how, how many months you say it's been that you've been back into, like, in the gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hitting it. How long yeah. do you think it's been? Um – now it's probably like four months. About four months. Yeah. Four months, pretty consistently. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like have you have you seen like a noticeable effect on just kind of, uh, just like your, like, uh, just in other aspects of your life? So for I'm thinking in particular just like your mental aspects. Like you feel like you're a little bit mentally stronger. Kind of think you, you feel like things are easier to deal with now that you're like working out more on a regular basis. Like it's easier to deal with stress and shit. I feel like honestly, yeah. I mean, it does so many things. Like, I feel yeah. like working out and like, can, like, and ever since I made that, because there's a point to where I was working out a lot a long time ago, and then, like, I let life take over all this, the you know, mm -hmm. the BS and stuff. And instead of like going to the gym, I just like let everything found other coping mechanisms and shit yeah. that wasn't as good for my body. So, at the end of the day, now that I've started working out, I can see how crucial and substantial it is to me, and like, I find that important. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I notice, like, a mental difference for sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think that it's just such a, a vital piece. It should be a piece to everybody's life for sure. Just having movement, some yeah. sort of practice, a daily practice of yeah. of just, like, movement and just, like, sweating mm -hmm. and just, like, you know, washing out those toxins and shit. I agree. And I think struggle is important to build mental strength. And a lot, at least for me, I've always kind of found a lot of struggle through, like, sport, whether it was, like, 
wrestling or fucking you know fighting or whatever the case may be um right. uh th- no pushing through those hard workouts like i saw you i saw you on the ground flipping tires and stuff oh yeah you know yeah i'd get my <laughs> a, a, a little sparring in you try, know trying to get major. some guns on you i you see know, you so but you know what i mean like pushing through those hard workouts you know right. what i mean like Very it's like true. fuck dude like this sucks right now and i don't want to do it like every everything in your body says you want to quit but then you don't and you push through that and it just makes it just much easier yeah. to deal with life yeah you know what i mean i agree and, I th- and that's what i'm saying like okay so we can walk up to a tire like i worked out with this chick and i kind of like i didn't train her but she was there and we're friends or we worked out so i walked i'd already worked out so i walked up to the tire and anytime somebody walks up to something like that they're going to auto- automatically judge judge that tire like you know i can't do that so i'm like all right go ahead and flip it you know uh, two, three times back, three times there, three times down. She like looked at me like crazy, like she could never do it. Yeah. And I was like, no, you just gotta try it. And I was like, you know, you haven't even tried it. So what working out does is shows you. It kind of gives you that. It helps you remove doubt. Really does. It helps you give that self confidence that you can do something in the most minute form. So she flipped that tire like it was nothing. Yeah. You know, and I've did things with myself that I could I could never do before. You know, like just different things that I'm that I've been trying myself and and developing my strength and not just that it's like outside of it people notice yeah i mean you you don't you can't ever go into any situation with a self limiting belief right exactly you know what i mean like you've already lost at that point you can't do that um but yeah i think working out and there's a, a ton of other ways to kind of present struggle into your life but just overcoming some sort of challenge that is hard that maybe you you aren't able to do in the beginning I think that's just that's super important to uh, to maintaining like that balance, right? Because there, I mean, there's the whole ebb and flow of life. I mean, we all catch bad breaks. You know, life's fucking of course. hard. You know, that's just how it is. But you know, you can't you can't just sit there and and cry about it. Yeah, you can't. Right, I mean, lack of exactly. A term, you know what I mean? You just you gotta you gotta fucking just keep pushing forward and and just uh, and putting in the work. You know what I mean? Staying positive. I think there's two types of people, though. I think, like, regardless of how much we say it, I mean, that's our personality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I mean, I want to preach to everybody that's listening. Like, get out there and, like he said, put in the work, do your thing. I mean, you can always change that. But, like, a lot of people, I think, they feed into the comfortable personality. They get comfortable with their personality. Well, human nature, dude, is just uh, the path of least resistance, yeah, man. exactly. You know? But you don't, you, then you stop growing. Exactly. There's no, there's no progression. Do, a lot of people do it. Exactly. I'm not with it. No, I'm not either. I mean, because I want to grow. And I mean, that's 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 all what life is all about. So, like, I, I can't be one to be, like, working at the same job for 10 years. Or, like, I just, yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, that's not who I am. Like, yeah. doing, like, something because I'm comfortable, um, like, at a call center. I mean, don't get me wrong. I worked at a call center for almost four years. Dude, yeah. And there's people that have worked there for nine, ten years. And I'm like, this is not what I can do. Like, I'm not going to keep myself bound by this. Dude. Fuck that. I did that. I worked in a call center. How long was it? Close to four years. Like yeah. three. It was, no, it was three years. Just over three years. Like three years and like three months. Right. Who's counting? Right. Man, yeah. work it. That's like just such a, it's just like a soul sucking. It is. Dude, just one call after the next. Right. It's like beep in your headset. And right. then like right here, go right into the spiel, man. Yeah. That shit's soul sucking. But a lot of people, I mean, that's just the existence. I mean, I get it. Like you do what you got to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, what was this? I think I read something that said like, um, if you aren't embarrassed of yourself a year ago, then like you're not learning. Straight up, dude. That's I the agree. truest shit. Like, 
I there's sometimes I'm just like, dude, what the hell was like? I just you just think it's back, crazy, and you're isn't just it? Like, oh man, I'm just so embarrassed. What was like, I doing? Like, what what drove me to make that decision? And it's once you everything well, manifests. You know, and that's because you're constantly learning and growing. Exactly. Doesn't matter where you're at in life, bro. I was just thinking that's so crazy. That shows how we're on the same brainwave. Because the other day I was just thinking that I was like, all right, I'm thinking like, all right, this was coming together. This is coming together. We did this. We did this. This is this. This this. Hold on. Why did I do this? I sacrificed something on this. What if I had just been patient and realized that this was coming? But in that moment, I wanted that. In yeah. that moment, that's what I wanted. That's what I needed to have. But instead of taking the time to realize, hey, it wasn't that important. You know, but hey, it's, I mean, I'm still here. I'm alive today. It's a, it's a, it's a lesson. You know, there's yeah. lessons and blessings. Well, at least you had that insight. True. You know what I mean? True. Like, you're Very aware. True. You can learn from it. Some people don't, don't take the time to actually, like, step back and, like, observe these, these thoughts and these, these actions that we've taken and actually learn from them. So I agree. At least you're doing that. And I feel like there's, there's, a, like, there's, like, like you said, there's an ebb and flow. Like, I did a thing, a video, a motivational video a little while back about, are people who have made mistakes. We also, on the other end of the spectrum, for the people who have made a mistake, like, you can change. But the people who, like, the person from the outside perspective that sees somebody had made a mistake, if they would actually show that person support instead of, like, I see that a lot, where instead of showing that person the support they need, and this is going to touch base on a deep subject, instead of showing that person the support, yeah, they've made a mistake, okay? We all make mistakes. Some people make shitty mistakes, but instead of, you know, t you know, there's there's a certain mistake that you can, you know, forgive them. But what I'm saying is, like, instead of shunning somebody, give them your support. Because the suicide rate in America right now is nuts. So it's like, yeah, that's one thing. And I got I got reached out uh, by a veteran uh, awareness group, um, you know, about that. So um, about kind of helping them and shooting a video for them. So that's one thing I want to like, you know, the people like you, like Adam just said, you know, it's just like. You got to continue to push yourself, like balance. Just know that if you're at a depth that you feel that you will not get anywhere, know that the next, literally the next second, you're, the next moment you blink your eye, your whole world could change. If you're on your high horse, you're doing good. You got your perfect life. Just realize that you can be knocked off that horse any moment, any yeah. moment. Yeah. You know, it's never as bad as it really seems. Exactly. Um, and as cliche as that shit is, and it's always easy to talk about it in hindsight, but yeah, man, I mean, I feel like we all go through some really dark times, mm -hmm. you know, for one reason or another, like, yeah. I can think of one time, um, just as like, so with fighting, man, like when you win, you're on the highest of highs, but when you, when you lose, you are like on the lowest of lows and man, I can, I can almost... I feel like I can confidently say that 100% of fighters, like, have suffered, like, depression mm -hmm. of course. after a loss. At some point in their career, maybe not every, every loss, but there is definitely at least one fight in their career where they lost and they fucking fell into, like, a legit depression um, for, like, three months at least. What fight was that with you? So um, I can think of one in particular for sure. It's probably happened a couple times, but one I can really think of. I, um, it was, I, I, I was, uh, it was one of my last amateur fights and I was in this tournament and, um, it was the first round of the tournament. I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna win this tournament and I'm gonna go pro. So first fight, uh, we went the, we went the distance and in my mind and in my, my coaches, my life, I won. Like I can, I took him down every round. I controlled positions at least half of the round. Um, he was winning the standup for sure. And then, uh, at the end, refs gave it to him. Uh, not refs. Judges gave it to him. I lost. I ended up doing uh, 
one I had one more fight after that and then I went pro. So in hindsight it wasn't a big deal, you know what I mean? Just but in the moment, dude, when I lost that fight, I was like, fuck dude. I got a delay going pro. It's gonna take me at least another like six fucking months or however long. Like in my mind, too long. You know, I wanted to go pro like yesterday. And then like, dude, I went I fell into like a deep depression for easily like three months just drinking nonstop, dude. I was probably drinking a fifth every like two days it was crazy dude that's wild yeah See, dude I it was just super destructive it was super destructive so instead of instead of like fixing my shit and getting back to the gym and and like getting back to work i just delayed the progress yeah, even longer exactly. you know what i mean like uh but it's just like you know in hindsight you just learn like dude it's not it's not that big of a deal dude just get back to work yeah straight up and i've been there too i've been there on a few different things you know my my daughter and music and just kind of like everybody i think not just fighters everybody and i even remember the fight that you did i don't know if it was the fight that you got signed after the fight but I, that one fight i was at you remember oh at bellator yeah yeah no so i fought on the undercard and yeah. um had a good showing and then the word was that they were talking about it but then i never heard that nothing ever came of that um the first day back to practice after that i ended up tearing my uh, labrum and rotator cuff oh wow i was out for i remember that yeah i was out for a whole year so that was like the high point i was like oh fuck yeah i don't want to tear i just like had this great year like i'm about to fucking get signed and i get hurt and then whole year of recovery talk about that later man i remember that and you know it was that was one of the coolest things seeing you fighting chuck that dude out on the jumbotron yeah, that was cool. I like fighting in those big stages. Yeah, that I was like, cool. I mean, the bigger the, the fucking venue, the better. I bet that was a good feeling. So what was that feeling when you came down that ramp, like, when you were, like... Well, they were just rushing you. They didn't really give you an opportunity to kind of take that in. It's just, for me, whenever I go into a situation like that, like, that was at the Scott Trade Center. When it's a big place like that, it wasn't packed by any means, right? It was still fairly early in the day, but there's a good amount of people there. And uh, it just feels like, like home. Like, this is what I was... So, like. Like, whenever I fight in, like, a small casino, like, that's more stressful to me than fighting in a big place like that. Like, right. when I'm in a big place like that, it's like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is home. It's just comfort. Straight up. Yeah. Man, no, I mean, like I said, that was the coolest thing, being able to just just witness that and show that we can do whatever we want to do on a high scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it's probably similar to, like, what's it like when you're on stage? I mean, it's I mean it's fun, you know? I mean, I don't see a story one time, the craziest story, that I, how I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I did this show for this dude uh, up at Central Methodist, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, named Danny Beats. Shout out to Danny, uh, Daniel Mullen. Uh, anyway, um, but there's supposed to be like 20 artists from all over the country, right? I was the only artist to show up, right? Oh, for real? Only artist. So Where was, was this at? This was at the Lion's Den in Fayette, right outside of Columbia. Okay. So um, When was this? Bro, the first show I ever did um, with oh, my music. Oh, um, 2002. 2014, maybe? Okay. Yeah, but 2014 um, is when I did that. Um, Man, it was the craziest feeling. So what we did, uh, they rented out this whole, like, lion's den. And we were setting up, and it was a fraternity that did it. So I thought nothing of it. I showed up, and it's like this small college town. They gave me a tour of the college. Um, and then, um, we went back to this little, you know, uh, it was in the middle of, kind of in the middle of nowhere, but, like, the whole town was, but there was, like, the whole, there was, like, I don't know, 9,000 people that went to the college or something like that, you yeah, know, yeah. and it made the town, so, um, 
Anyway, nobody showed up. So we're doing our thing, we're doing our thing, we're doing our thing. It gets to be 9 o'clock. You know, I'm getting the jitters and things. All I remember is this dude gives me this sh- cigar because his dad, his dad or uncle or something had a cigar company. So he gives me the cigar, so I light up the cigar because I'm getting nervous. They had all the stage that they had set up and everything. He's like, you know, I don't smoke cigars. <laughs> <laughs> so and I had been drinking. You had a head rush. A head rush. So I'd been drinking the whole time Whoa. with this fraternity, right? This fraternity yeah. came me out here and paid me to do this. So I'm out back throwing up. And then out of nowhere, bro, 2,000 people from this college <laughs> come up, right? The first show ever, bro. And I'm like, what? I'm fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. First show, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and all I know is that there's just like, you couldn't see, like, people were shoulder to shoulder. There were so many people. And I was like, man, what am I supposed to do? So all I remember is I'm doing the first song. Yeah. And um, so I'm doing it. I'm ripping it. I'm ripping it. I'm so lit. I forget the words. Yeah. And I'm like, at this point, I, I like I was hyped. So I jumped and I went down and all the whole 2000 people and I was just in the middle of them. Uh-huh. Because the whole time before they had got there, nobody knew I was a performer. I was just out talking to everybody, hanging out, you know, just just vibing out. Nobody knew that I was the guy that was performing. So um, but then when I was performing, I went out there in the middle of them and I did that. And like, like I said, I was like trying to get over the jitters. So and I'm with some charity cats. So like you want a beer every two minutes. So um, how many beers did you drink? Bro, I couldn't tell you, honestly. It was a cigar that did it though. It was this Cuban like that put you over the top. Yeah. So um, anyway, it put me way over the top, man. So when I was forgetting my words, the feedback came on, and it was a wireless mic. So all I heard was feedback. So I ran to the stage, and this girl was like, poking me in my chest, and I'm like, oh man. So I ran to the stage, and he changed the song to uh, a song called "I'll Never Stop," completely obliterated the song like i feel yeah. like a spirit jumped inside of my body like literally something when i was up there that girl that poked in my chest like i looked at her and i took off my shirt and i was just singing this song man and like i just every single word was punctuated and like just killing it what are you feeling in that moment? i was I, I felt like man i told everybody man two thousand people i was like put your hands up 2,000 people just put their hands up to have the power just to be like, everybody put your hands up in there. And everybody puts their hands up in there. Man, that's a powerful feeling, bro. Yeah, it's like a drug. It's, it is. It yeah. is. It's like it's like, it's like like um it's like an acid trip probably or something like that. I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> tell you what that's like, but it sounds like that's what it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, <coughs> yeah, man, it's, it was it was. Yeah, you, you, have, you have no experience with that one. No, no, I've never it's been It's probably there. not really actually like like an LSD trip. I bet, though, I mean, it's, it's probably similar to, like, what a fighter feels whenever, like, when we win. Like, I mean, it's just, like. A lot of people think, and I thought this too. Like I always would say, like I'm a fucking like adrenaline junkie because yeah, you get this adrenaline. The rush. But I, dude, no, it's it's fucking flow. Like it's you're more like I'm a flow junkie. It's like I like to be like that moment to where you're just fucking you're locked in and you're not thinking. You're just being and doing. Yep. You're and, doing. And everything is just seamless. Yep. And there's no thought. It's just it's just effortless and um it's just like this is what i'm supposed to be doing and then like whenever you and then it's you don't realize that you you like when you're in flow you don't realize you're in flow but like once it's done Mm -hmm. it's like the most euphoric feeling Mm -hmm. in the world oh yeah oh yeah it's because it's like like the ultimate drug i know exactly it's like and then it's like you're you're in the realization of what the state of consciousness you're in and once you snap out of that you feel like you said the ebb and flow and the flow of that and then, like, the energy that is created from something like that is, is amazing. Like, I love just being being able to just be in myself and in the moment and in that current time and, like, 
going with it, like going with the universe and not questioning things and worrying and um yeah yeah. So that's that's completely like the page I'm on and like the fighter, as you said, being a fighter. I can imagine like I swear when you were down there and like you were fighting the dude, it's like. I felt I was connected, and I felt like, I felt that I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, uh. Like, get him, cuz. I'm screaming, get him, cuz. Everybody's looking at me crazy as hell. I'm like, get him, cuz, get him. <laughs> Put them hands on him. I'm fighting, y'all. I'm up there fired up. Like, yeah, fight yeah. me. Who's going to fight me? You that, know, so. That's funny. You know what the funny thing is, though? Um, it's like you probably were there. So we have these, it's called mirror neurons. Yeah. So when we watch something, it's like we're doing it. So, yes, um, yes, yeah, yes. man, there's actually been, like, some studies and whatnot. But um, there's this one particular story that sticks out to me. I can't remember which book I read it in, but it was this guy. He was a prisoner of war, and um, I can't remember which war. But during that time, he would uh, play a, a round of golf at his favorite course. And um, I, wish I, I wish I could remember, like, the length of time that he was there. But it was, it was significant. It was, like, years. But he played his 18 holes uh, every day in his head, just like that was what kind of kept him sane and got him through the situation. And then when he went and played that uh, that course again after all this time not playing it, I'm pretty sure like he shot par or he shot, you know, like naturally I want to make it sound like real, real fucking good, like he shot better than he ever shot. But I don't know if that's the case or not. But he at least shot par, like he shot really fucking well on this course. So it's like just by thinking – it's like, and, and just by like observing, we have the, with like the mirror neurons. It's as if you're doing it. Exactly, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's the mirror. It's like, it's like a snap in, and that's it's like kind of like an out of body experience when you create something mm-hmm. that like you create a feeling as if you, and it's the same. It's like that person, like when you are actually down there fighting, like you said, those mirror neurons. When you're actually down there fighting, the person who has that mirror neuron, they're mirroring that same feeling. They get the same rush that you do. I would imagine. If they really do, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? If they, I mean, they're not in it, and they they can't get the same substance and the same amount of you know receptor dopamine and things that are released through the brain. But I mean, they're feeling what they're feeling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like it's interesting how it kind of right. Like but I mean, that's kind of like why you feel yourself like like jabbing. You know what I mean? Or slipping a punch or something. Like when you're in there, it's like oh shit, slip. Like you know what I mean? Right. Like or I mean, you pr- you, we do with a lot of things. Like we we try to like control people like with our mind or whatnot. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, good, good shit. No, I agree. I agree, and I mean that's that's the substance, man, and that's it's all about being deep and be able to realize those things that that, that how you affect how the smallest thing you do can affect with mirror neurons and things like like when you're down there dancing and down there promoting and you're down there you're like being the entertainer that you are. How that person and it and it's the same with entertainment as it is with you fighting when you fought it. Where was you at? The Savage or no? Where was you? Where I went and watched you? Oh, Scott Trade. Scott said when you just got trade, like. Me getting that experience would be the same maybe as you seeing me perform. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm watching you perform, like let me watch you. It's like in my mind, it's like I'm taking, like it's like I'm going through that experience mm-hmm. with you. That's why movies are so popular, right? It's because people fucking they get locked in, and it's like they're also going on that adventure, right? That's why we get sucked in by these yeah. things. Yeah, it's like we get we get we we appeal to fantasy and things and things that are gonna touch our imagination because uh, this the subconscious things and in some of these things like these serial killer movies and cop movies people are subconsciously driven and and and, and bound to these things that's why they get so attached and lost in these show cop killer shows and you know you know investigative unit shows or whatever it may be yeah i mean people like what they like for sure people like what they like hey what was that song that which one that you um premiered that night at the radio station the secret 
The Secret. That's yeah. really, that's really good fucking I got song. a couple more. I got um. Me what else and, you working on? Man, shit. Me and JP got uh Bones. Uh, we got uh Take Take Me. Shit, we got bro, and then me and JP's about to whip up some magic. Like you know, mm-hmm. shout out to State of Mind on this as well. Uh, me and JP, I got three songs that I wrote. Um, and they're not super long, but they're like real, real, real catchy and good. Yeah. But um, we're gonna whip them up. You know, he's came because like when I work with these guys, just like when I work with you and we do these things, like when I work with the people that I work with as far as music, it's like, like when I write it, I know. I write it because I know how they produce. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I already know what they were, were going to want to do to it. So I'd write it, and then I can just write it and sing it and already know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you can hear it. Because once you once you work with somebody long enough and you know what, like, you know the their tools of the trade and the, the availability they have to touch range on different, like, spectrums of music, you can honestly, like, write differently. Yeah. And how you write, and you can actually, you know, I mean, it really, it really helps with the substance and the matter. So, what's your process when you write? Like, what do you do? Honestly, man, it really, it really, like, sometimes it's the beat. Like, if I get a good beat, so, like a lot of times, what I did forever was the name of the beat. Like, if if somebody named a beat, um, uh, Africa, and the beat was cold, I would make a, a song in reference to the name of the producer's beat. Okay. I would call it Africa. Yeah. yeah. It. But sometimes, you know, like I've been composing stuff on piano. I have a couple songs that I'm trying to get done on piano too. I don't know how I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna figure it out. Right. So, but do you like, for example, I mean, just depending, like some people will write in like certain tempos, and like you could probably just take whatever they wrote and put it on a number of instrumentals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, do you like? Do you ever just like just write your, uh, like your your verses and then? We'll put them to an instrumental, or do you always like to have your instrumental first? Um, sometimes what I do, if like it, and what's your process? What do you prefer? I mean, it, it's 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 about the moment. It's situational. Yeah. So if I'm really really feeling something, if I'm really in my feelings or something, yeah. I'll write. I'll sit down and write. Yeah. And then put it to something. But if I'm just want to be catchy and I'm in the vibe, I'm with the guys or something, we'll like you know listen to a beat and then we'll vibe out. Then we'll figure it out. Like if we want to like do something, like, but if I'm really like want some like real emotional, like harder, like deeper shit, I'll like just write it. You know what I mean? And then put it to something. Yeah. Flow it out and put it to something. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of whatever you're feeling. Yeah. Dude, that's, um, that's how it was that night after the radio station. We were sitting here in the garage and just mm-hmm. instrumental after instrumental mm-hmm. and just everybody was just fucking vibing. That was fun night. We had a good time. Yeah. It's always good energy, man. Like I said, we always bring good energy. Yeah. yeah. I'm an old man. I like to go to bed earlier than Hell that. Yeah. But you guys, like... Like the best works just starts coming at like yeah, two, like yeah. two in the we, we like We wrote a few songs like four or five in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck, dude. Fuck. So, Teo. Yeah, that's it. Tell the folks what that is. You know, Teo, um, the enlightened one uh, is what it basically stands for. Um, Teo in short, T.E.O. And that's what I try to go by. You know, just trying to make it positive thoughts, create positive action. It's kind of like the motto that we like to go by, or I like to go by. So, um, how'd you come up with that? <sighs> what was your inspiration? Life, man. Just existence and finding, like, figuring out balance. Like, just yeah. f- going through stuff. Just searching for enlightenment. Yeah, just searching, searching, by only by seeking, could I find what I wanted to be or call yeah. myself. What do you think draws you to? Because uh, I mean, we've had we have a lot of conversations, right? And I love like I love talking fil- like philosophical, and just getting more into like just deeper meaning mm-hmm. shit. Like, what do you think draws you to that? Because I feel like that's kind of like a common theme um with like your work i mean you're talking about like the the light and the dark mm-hmm. and the dichotomy of life and it just seems kind of be like a common conversation mm-hmm. that we have which i love that conversation right. what do you think draws that you know draws you to that i mean 
honestly, I think existence does because through learning and through through balance and learning how to exist, yeah. like through decisions, through making a bad decision, through making a good decision, you learn that other people have the same ability to make those decisions and how the actions and consequences all coincide to this bigger whole. It helps me want to seek and want to learn be and know more. Yeah, but what experience do you feel like opened up your consciousness to that? Because there's a lot of people that go through a lot of shit and don't learn a damn thing. Um, well, you know what I mean? Honestly, one time I watched Finding Nemo um, on this real, real, real big screen, right? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. But um, what helped me find my consciousness, man, I think. Or just like what, do you, like, what event in your life do you feel like was, was um, just kind of a catalyst for, for you to kind of go down that path of higher consciousness and just wanting to – just wanted to to just operate on like a higher vibration. I think like once I like probably separated from like my, the mother of my child, that yeah. did it. I think once like being at a depth, a certain point, I think it it drove me instead of like to want to give up, it drove me to seek. Yeah. And find. I don't know what it was. It felt like something kind of came within me and made me want to seek. It made me want to become more. At what point? What do you mean? Well, I mean, at what point? I mean, that wasn't just. It didn't just happen. Like. Oh, I like mean, like, it was a build-up, of yeah, course. Like, it, I'd always been, like, medi I started meditating and things like that. And then, um, you know, I tried to do that as my coping mechanism. And then, like I said, once we split, and I yeah. said I lost my daughter, you know, I said, it, like, legitimately at that point, I just started seeking, you know, reaching out and trying to figure out, you know. Searching for a reason. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure out why. Why. The why is the why is the biggest answer. And a lot of times I feel that we don't take ownership for the why when the why may be us. Ownership is important. I feel like I feel like a lot of people get hung up on the why. Mm -hmm. um, I fucking read a book uh, called Start With Your Why, so everybody likes to talk about that. Now it's a pretty popular book. It's a good book. Um, but I feel like people are always just uh, searching for this, this ultimate answer of why. And some, I feel like sometimes it's like just fucking because. Like, mm -hmm. why do you need the why? Mm -hmm. just, it just is. It is not, what it is. Not just deal. No, I agree. You know I mean, mean, like, like the why doesn't necessarily fucking matter. At the sometimes it's just like this, like these are the facts and this is the situation, and then now you need to make, you need to make like everything that you do from here on out, like according to the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you just gotta go with the flow, like you said, it's the ebb and flow, and it's the flux of life. Yeah, I feel like if we just get hung up on the why, it could just cause a lot of suffering. Yep, you're right. I don't know. Is that like uh? God, it's been a while since I've studied Buddhism. I mean, I studied a little Buddhism, and, you, and you're right. It's like you should—I mean, you should get hung up on anything. You should just realize that, take it as it is, take it as knowledge, and realize that you can go forward and yeah. build. Yeah, and I just—you know—as I'm sitting here thinking about that, I probably presented that pretty harshly, but it's just kind of like you know, just kind of just having gratitude for for like maybe what was, and mm -hmm. even and and just appreciating that, and and understanding that it isn't now, and maybe it's it, and that's okay. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It exactly. can just, just be is. You know it what is, mean? It yeah. just is. Just having, the, having that and balance. Then, and just having that gratitude. The And gratitude and realizing that it's all about it. I mean, that's a, if, if nobody gets anything about out of anything I said, it's just balance. That's the biggest thing I want to say from everything I said in this whole podcast is that it's all about balance. Yeah, yeah. I think a daily gratitude practice is yes. huge on that. I agree 100%. You got to have gratitude. A lot of people don't. I mean, they're so caught up in things, technology, media. That they don't take time to be be have gratitude for for things they share. Yeah, well, social will do that. It will. 
fucking everybody wants to know what what's the the next big thing what's the hottest thing and i, I mm. fucking fall victim to that too fucking pulling up the gram dude yeah. i mean we all do i do i mean it's digital age yeah. It's with us being business owners and things digital age. That's that's just the way it is. Yeah, dude, you gotta be a presence. You gotta be a presence. Bounce. That's that thing. It is. You gotta be a presence. You have to be with us being entrepreneurs and things, and we're in media and entertainment. You have to find that balance, man. Content is king. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What kind of content? What, so what else are you putting out? I mean, I mean, honestly, just music right now. I'm just focusing on music. You know, I do photos and stuff, but right now I'm just trying to focus on this album and knock that out. Yeah, yeah. Just you're gonna kind of hold off on the photography for a little I bit. I mean, I'm still gonna, doing? I'm still gonna do it, but the main, the main focus is just this music for now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know last time we were talking, you were talking about um, dropping the album next summer. Yep. Are you thinking about maybe releasing like a, like a, like a short, like little EP? Or of course, like I'm gonna a, do a three like song a mix, EP, like a mixtape or something in between there. Yeah, I'm gonna do a three song EP and then leave them with that, and then it's gonna tie into the album. So okay. it's gonna be cool. That's dope. I'm excited. That's dope. That's Don't want to give them too much. I just got to give them just a little, little teaser. Just a little teaser. So what are you going to play? Because you got a tour coming up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I still got to build that, but I think I got a lot of substance, and I'm going to bring a few other artists on. Yeah. So I think I'm going to bring a couple different artists on, and I want it to be like, you know, everybody have like 30-minute sets and things, and we do like a nice little like five, four or five-hour show, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's legit. Yep. Thinking about moving into being a manager. Well, you never know what I could happen when you happen. You never know. By the, the the universe could bring something special, and if it does, that's I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. Cool, man. Well, it's fucking. It's getting busy. Yeah, we are man. Right it's now. getting. I mean, this is you know. I mean, we cover a lot, man, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna do a lot. You know, we got a we got yeah. a good night ahead of us. And this podcast is really this what starts it off. We had two podcasts today, so that really is starting everything off. And we you know I appreciate it. We appreciate all the love that the universe is bringing to us. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So uh, we'll wrap this up, fucking, on this on this beautiful, humid night. Humid in, night. In St. Louis. Humid night. I think it looks like everybody's hungry, so I think we're going to get some food. Yeah, I think all the folks are here, everybody in the background. So, cool, man, tell people food. how they can get a hold of you. All right, you can get a hold of me at Instagram, uh, Coleman underscore productions. Um, you can get me on Twitter at one and only, T-E-O, um, Facebook, Enlightened One Entertainment, and YouTube, Enlightened One entertainment shout out to the squad all love positive thoughts create positive action baby we out of here all right everybody peace all love second time's a charm all right we did it um hope you guys enjoyed that one i love that guy he's got a lot of different things going on we didn't dive too deep into any one of those things well except for the music but um yeah man i just uh i really uh look forward to what he has in the future he's hustling and i love that and those are the type of people i like to surround myself with and um yeah go follow him go check out um all the great things that will be coming from uh sir teo the enlightened one uh cool so all right as always for all your cbd needs guys go check out jumbo superfu- superfoods jumbo com. use the link that I have in the show notes helps me out, helps support the podcast. I really appreciate it. And on that note, we will close today's episode with a song that was sent to me by my friend Celeste O'Brien. She sent me um, one of her original songs. It is called Want to Believe. Check it out.
Because we have. 